Hello, this is Victoria with Dream Dogs, and this is our Tuesday night webinar. And we like to start a little slow as uh, Facebook dings people and says, hey, Dream Dogs webinar is going on right now. Uh, so we like to start out a little slow, a little easy, glide right into that webinar. Uh, if you guys do have any questions, um, I have some stuff I like to talk about, but I'm always up for going down rabbit holes and going off on tangents. So if you have any questions or um, anything you want to add to the conversation, hi, Carolyn, hi, Jamie, um, go ahead and type in the comment box there that keeps it going with what's relevant, what you guys want to talk about. Uh, our big news today is Arrow got neutered today. So he's my six-year-old Belgian Malinois service dog, and with now two intact females in the house, um, Gypsy just had her first heat cycle. Uh, Roma's not going to be ready for her first heat cycle, hopefully for quite a few months, but we didn't want to have any, as I keep calling them, ugly babies running around, um, Malinois Golden and Malinois Poodle Cross, Maladoodles, no. So we, um, we had them neutered. Now, if those of you have seen Arrow out working, you know how fantastic he is. Well, he does not like going to the vet and he does not like getting needles. So we, um, we talked to our vet about it and we actually have two vets. We have a go to them vet uh, for emergencies and stuff. And then we have a come to us vet and that's our ranch vet. So our ranch vet was able to, um, we scheduled this weeks ago when Gypsy was still in heat. Um, he was able to come out here to the ranch and do it here for Arrow to make it easier on him, make recovery easier, which means we did not have to load into a car. We did not have to drive there and wait in the lobby and have Arrow get all raw. Um, we did not have to do it there and leave him there until he recuperated. He recuperated in our giant Great Dane size crate with me sitting on the ground right beside him as he was coming out of anesthesia talking to him. So talk about the best way ever to neuter your dog. Um, I just had him outside, and he doesn't know what to do. He's still kind of loopy. Uh, so, yeah, Terry says, at home, too cool. It was. I, I didn't know how it was going to go. And that's they brought up a folding table and put a uh, blanket on it. And uh, for his shot, we had to, you know, move his head away. And uh, it took, like, three tries, and we finally were able to do it without him flinching away. Um, but we gave him his, uh, his sedation shot. Well, the vet did it, and then they, him and the vet and the vet tech took care of it. And Rich and I were in the room with them the whole entire time. They actually did it in our dog room, so the other dogs got to watch. Um, our cat tried to come out to investigate, but it was great. And if you say, well, wait a minute, isn't it better in a sterile room? The room's not sterile, guys. You know, I mean, they can try to keep the crap out of there, but, you know, um, unless they're having filtered air and everything else. So, you know, for us, it worked out beautiful. That's actually Arrow barking in the background uh, because Rich had to go to the store and Arrow wants to not be in there all alone. Um, no, we're not barking with them. Roma. Is that, you feel bad for him, huh? So, uh, so yeah, so poor buddy, he got, uh, he got neutered today at six years old. A little old for it, but, uh, but it worked. Um, and we'll see how he does afterwards. Now that's two weeks of crate rust, Ugh. two weeks of not getting it wet, two weeks of leash walks, two weeks of not jumping the fence. Um, and then we'll evaluate and see how he's doing from there. But that's Arrow. Um, and then we have Roma. Hi, Don. Um, Goose hates it when he isn't with me and you're working through it. That's good, Terry. Yeah, Roma. 
Where'd she go? Come here. Come here. Here she is. Waiting for her to have a growth spurt. And so far she hasn't yet. I know it's been like a whole week and a half. Right here's Roma. Her scissors came, so I got to do her eyebrows a little today. So she doesn't look as worried all the time with her eyebrows there. Hi, Bonnie. Um, so she likes to be with us. And there we go. And we took a nap. Well, she took a nap on the bed with me and Arrow today before the neuter. Um, she likes to cuddle. Uh, taking her, we took her to Disney last week. She did super good at Disney. She, uh, she went with Elvis and we went to studios. Really? I think it was Thursday night that we went. So she did very well with that. Um, she did good. You know, she gained confidence. You can see the confidence growing just as she was walking around. Uh, but that's her serious face. And she looks like this all the time. And so people are like, you know, oh, she looks worried. She's not worried. She just, she just has that face. So what I want to do is teach her open her mouth because that is easier. Uh, you know, it looks softer. And um, it makes for better pictures. So she has to become a supermodel because she now has her own Instagram account, which is Roma Service Dog. Uh, Dawn says she's so beautiful. Love her. I'm thinking of a standard poodle for my next service dog. You know, Dawn, I really, you know, I tell people, I've told people for years, get a standard poodle, a golden retriever or a Labrador retriever. And we've had standard poodles come in and usually they're crazy hyper um, or they have behavior issues. Um, I don't We've done doodles for service dog work, but I don't think we've done just a standard poodle for service dog work. Um, but, you know, I know they're good for it. And she is. She is fantastic. I think she's going to be a fantastic service dog. Um, she's not as friendly. I love everybody as Gypsy is yet. But, um, you know, she plays with them. You know, this is what she wants to do is just cuddle and lie down and get pets. And that's, it's awesome. And, you know, I haven't been feeling well lately, which is last week why I had to sign off kind of early is, uh, well, kind of abruptly is because I wasn't feeling well. She decided she wants, you can't have this. You can't have a Kleenex. Um, so, you know, I haven't been doing well, so it's a good time to cuddle with her. Um, so if you are working, if you're going to do any sort of medical alert, if you're having what I like to call a wonkity day, um, it's a good time to get your dog in your lap to cuddle, to show your dog that this means something. When I'm feeling like this, if your dog wants to lick, uh, you know, any sweat off you, lick your arm, lick the palm of your hand, lick the back of your hand, lick your neck, lick your face. You know, now breathe your air. You know, now it's the time to do that, to get her that this means something whenever I'm acting, like, when I feel like this. And then hopefully she'll start to pick it up. Now, that's not how I train an alert. But for service puppies, for when you're first starting, it's a really good combination to do. Is that, you know, I don't feel good, so at least I have her to cuddle. Now, um, Albus is here with us. Albus is the chocolate lab that you guys have probably been seeing. The chocolate lab who was with her at Disney. And Albus, um, she has medical as well. Medical issues. So one of the things that we've been working on with him is, uh, you know, making sure that if something happens, he's going to be right there beside her. So that's something else is I want the dog calm. I want the dog in control. I want the dog with me and understanding that weird zany things can happen. And that's okay. Uh, it's, it's not a problem. So yeah, we've done so far with uh, Roma here, we've done Walmart and we've done Disney. And like I said, I haven't been feeling great. So that's all we're going to do Walmart again today. 
but we didn't get to because the storm rolled through. Um, so hopefully maybe tomorrow, I know tomorrow's the 4th. Uh, speaking of, let's do a little segment here on the 4th of July. Guys, do not let your dogs out tonight or tomorrow night unattended. If they go out, I don't care how good they are, how rock solid they are. Thank you for the kisses. Thank you, Rema. Um, take them out on a leash, please, um, because more dogs get lost on the 4th of July than any other day in America. Um, so you want to make sure that your dog does not have the opportunity to bolt. If people start shooting off fireworks tonight, uh, just have your dog locked up in the house, put your dog in a crate, turn the music on, turn the TV on, you know, tire your dog out ahead of time, scatter feed them. So take their kibble and just kind of toss it in their crate, toss it on the floor and let them eat it that way instead of out of a bowl. Uh, you know, you want to mentally tire your dog out. You want to keep your dog safe. Uh, there's uh, calming um, CD sounds, you can download one um, or, you know, because you can't buy the CD and have it here in time. So, you know, if you do Apple Music or iMusic or anything like that, you can buy it and have it right there for your dog. Um, essential oils, thunder wraps. There's a bunch that you can do to help your dog get through these next couple of days. Um, Dawn says, huh, I'm looking for alerts, diabetic alert, asthma, and a few other alerts. My Yorker does like six different alerts and she's almost eight. So we're starting to look at different breeds. Unfortunately, I need hypoallergenic. I found out the hard way. <coughs> so Don, yeah, definitely look at a poodle. Um, if you have a Yorkie, I mean, size-wise, the poodles do come in the three different sizes. I like the standards, um, but, you know, uh, see who, you know, as you're looking at breeders, um, you know, who's put out service dogs or therapy dogs, um, you know, who seems to be in tune. Uh, you know, you want to look at those things. And with your Yorkie being almost eight, now is the time to get started. Um, whenever we have a dog who's retiring, we like to have the new dog before the old dog's not able to work anymore. So the old dog can teach the new dog the ropes and how to do it and everything else. Hey! Come in here. She was sitting in the back of the closet barking because I had to put her down. Um, Bonnie says, if you got the storm that we had, it's horrible. Yeah, it was we had um, lightning in the yard, like it lit up the yard. I was really surprised. Um, and then we have a, a hay ring for the cows and it just, we had it up against the fence and it just rolled across the pasture. <laughs> but uh, the storm's over now, so that's good. We actually have a dog in who has thunderphobic, thunderphobia. And uh, we got him in, um, I think Friday night. So he, uh, he did good with it. Um, you know, we've been having some storms. I think we've had maybe three or four storms um, with lightning and thunder and everything. And so this was definitely the worst. And he did really nice through it. So that always makes me happy. So this is one of the things I like to try with the puppies whenever we're picking puppies is I want to hold them like a baby. See how they do. Do they struggle with it? Um, I don't want them to struggle. Uh, yep, Dawn says, my sister found that out the hard way. I don't want to be in that situation. Yeah, and that's why we got Roma too, is um, with with Gypsy, we looked, you know, we decided breed-wise for a year, we went with a golden, you know, found a breeder, which took some more time. And we, uh, you know, we went with her and then to find out she's not going to be tall enough to do mobility. She could do the other stuff. She can't do mobility. I kind of freaked and panicked and went into rut row mode. And, uh, you know, I had been thinking standard poodle might be good height wise. And so then it was finding a, a taller one and finding one who I wanted full registration. I wanted health testing. You know, I wanted a lot of things. And then we found one like two hours away. So that made it a lot easier. 
you know, we didn't have to fly up and get her like we had to fly up and get Gypsy. So, so far, so good. And she's so good. Uh, um, she is eating kibble. Uh, one of the, the polls I put up in our Facebook group, How to Train Your Service Dog group, was on what are you feeding your service dog? You know, do you feed them kibble, canned food, pouches of moist food, um, raw food, uh, people food, home-cooked diet. And uh, she is on kibble. Um, all of mine right now actually are on kibble. Um, we've done raw in the past. We've gone through cycles where, you know, like these dogs will be on raw or this dog will be on raw. And it just turns into more of a hassle. <laughs> um, even going, you know, minimal prep, um, it's still a lot of ground beef. And even while we butcher on, well, we don't butcher on cow. We send the cow to the butcher. And we get back a whole bunch of ground beef. They still go through a lot of ground beef. Um, so, you know, we uh, we supplement. Um, we have vegetables. We'll um, put them in the blender, put them in the food processor and freeze the little cubes. Um, they'll get stuff like arrow. Um, we had pizza for dinner today. Well, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is like all we ate today was pizza so far. So I, we took the pizza crusts and um, shoved them in a Kong for him, you know, as a reward since he is um, crated up for a while. You know, we need to do things that are going to exercise him mentally because he can't exercise physically. Uh, you know, poor guy. He'll come out on place with us in a little bit, uh, keep the other dogs away from him for a while. Well, he recuperates to, um, to loosen that part of him that made him special. <laughs> uh, but this is sweet. Just right now, I have Ruin here. I think Zoe's in here. Gypsy's at my feet, and uh, Roma's in my arms. So I did a lot more with Gypsy than what I'm doing with Roma. Why? Part of it is I've been wonky lately, so I kind of don't feel like training. I've been tired. Um, you know, all I want to do is nap. I don't get to nap, but all I want to do is nap. Um, and I, I haven't been putting in you know, the three or four training sessions every day, like I did with Gypsy. And I feel kind of guilty about that. But on the other hand, um, the sessions that we do get in, I make sure that they count. So this morning we did one while she worked for her breakfast and we worked on sit down and stand, you know, getting all three of those and worked on go find it and come. Um, we tried to play some a little bit with her. Well, once she found out I had food, she didn't really care about the toy, which oftentimes happens. Uh, you know, so like I said, we're trying to, and then my goal is if we can do two to three public access outings a week, if I can do three, three would be good minimum. Um, but if we can do some public access outings every week, then, um, it, it makes it easier, it makes it easier on her. It makes it easier on, on us because that's training time. Um, we've also been working on potty training her and that is done on leash off leash because I've got a fenced yard. Um, it's done. You know, she goes outside. You know, I tell her the the key word, which I'm not telling her because she's on my lap right now. Uh, well, not on my lap. She's on the table in front of me. Um, but you know, I tell her that, and she doesn't. She gets a you know praise for it. I don't have the treats for her for that, but uh, but she's learning that. Uh, whereas Gypsy, it did take a a little while for her to get it. You know, I didn't trust her in stores for a while. Um, you know, because I'd, I'd worry she'd have an accident. Um, hopefully, Roma won't be that way. She feels like she's melting right now. She's just dropping and dropping. Hi, Roma. Uh, but yeah, task-wise, she's going to do mobility. Um, I like mobility, but still, we're going to do brace, counterbalance, momentum pull, 
um, you know, a guide. Uh, we're going to do medical, hopefully medical alert and medical response, uh, which are good ones to have. Um, she's going to uh, do, do, do a few other things. Um, those are the big ones. I also teach my dogs stuff I don't need um, just because. So Gypsy, whenever she was five months old, we had the um, service dog trainer workshop here at the ranch. And Gypsy knew everything going into it so we can use her to demonstrate. And we had also done up the online course, uh, I think in like December, January. Uh, we were doing all the videos for that. So we used Gypsy for, for that and that was really nice. And part of me wants to, to add some with Roma and we probably will. Thank you. Sugars, thank you. Um, thank you, yes. So we'll probably do that and add in some, uh, some new video parts uh, with Roma and show show that part. So like I said, I do feel like we gave a lot, you know, I gave a lot more to Gypsy uh, than Roma. So I'll make sure that I am, uh, I give her extra loving. <laughs> and she already, she likes to be up on my lap. Um, you know, if I'm on the chair or if I'm in the bed, um, she likes to come up and snuggle with me, whereas Gypsy's happy underneath me. Oh, speaking of, so we go to the movies over the weekend. We went to see, what did we see? Deadpool 2. And I brought Gypsy because it was her turn to come. And it was a reclining movie theater. And we hadn't gone to a reclining movie theater yet. So uh, Gypsy wanted to go underneath the chairs. Well, it just start randomly closing on her. So I'm like, well, this isn't good. So I've decided next time I go to the recliner movie theater, Gypsy cannot come with me. Um, because she likes to be underneath my recliner at home. She likes to be underneath the recliner at the movie theater. And if it starts to close on her accidentally, that's not going to be good. So, uh, you know, that's one thing I learned this week that I did not know. Now, I don't know if all of them are power recliners or some of them are ones that you flip up. But, uh, you know, I tried to get her to lay down beside me. And she's like, no, under. I'm like, no, beside. She goes, under. I'm like, oh, Gypsy. Uh, but she's even, she's under the table yeah, right here right now. Uh, and our horse flies, we have a bunch of horse flies at the property here because of the cows. And I'm actually adding on our list, we need fly catcher because she got another hot spot yesterday and another hot spot today because of them. So she's getting more patches shaved. Hey, come here. She's getting more patches shaved because of that. Um, you know, we can't have her getting hot spots. It's not comfortable. It's not. Um, but yeah, our next, let's see. So Roma, I want to do more public access with her. Um, I want to continue working on focus. I want to make sure, I don't want to default sit, so I'm not teaching her sit very heavily. You know, it's not going to be sit for everything like I do with, um, with uh, you know, my, my pet ones. Terry says, yeah, I noticed the hot spots on her. Yeah, yeah, she's... Uh, like I said, I know it's the flies because this is what happens is we have a farmhand who comes over and they all go running out to go say hi and part of our fence is broken. So our, our whole property's fenced um, around the house. We have a separate fence and part of that fence is broken. So they can get out of around the house, but they can't get out of the full yard. But so they run over to go see the, um, the ranch guy and he's by the cows and by the pigs and she gets bit, you know, and then she goes and scratches it because... Um, we got horse flies and normal flies, and the horse flies don't feel good. So uh, yeah, it turns into hot spots pretty quickly. 
that wasn't concerned, um, you know, told us what to work, to do with her. But, you know, I just, they look so uncomfortable. And uh, whenever she's not comfortable like that, again, I can't take her out. So now think about it, guys. Arrow's laid up for a couple weeks with the neuter. Gypsy has hot spots. Luckily, I'm training Roma, but this is why I need three service dogs. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah, poor girl. Yeah, I feel bad for her. You know, she doesn't seem to mind it all too much, but still. Um, the good news, though, our bark box came yesterday, and uh, they were very, very happy. So Arrow's going to get one of his special toys um, for, you know, getting the neuter. Roma! So one of the things we're working on with Roma, if you can't tell, is her come when called because she can't chase kitties and they kind of know whenever I'm doing this and I can't stop them. Um, so they, they see kind of how bad they can be. Uh, you know, Rich, I told you he had to go to the feed store and, uh, and Luke's lying down. So it's just me and all the dogs. Um, and Jeanette, is it a food related hotspot? It's from the flies and the horse flies. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of mosquitoes out here, luckily. We are in Florida. But um, these, we have these giant horse flies, and they bite, and it stings, and they draw blood. And then you go and you scratch at it, and she licks at it, and that, that coat keeps the moisture trapped, and it just, perfect storm of grossness. So she, I'm keeping uh, Roma here trimmed a little bit so I can watch for them on her. I still have her legs are feathery. I want to bring them down so she has little pom-poms, but um, we haven't done that yet because I was waiting on my scissors to come on my scissors cane yesterday. Jamie, I hate horse flies. They are the worst. And I know part of it's the cows. So, you know, we, um, you know, we're not going to always have cows. Right now we have them because we needed something to help fertilize the pastures because the pastures were just gross and dead. So instead of buying, you know, a bunch of chemical fertilizer, we got cows to make fertilizer and to eat. So, you know, as our breeding grows, um, we're going to do less cows, uh, especially with these hot spots. Um, you know, it's really gross. But right now, you know, they are helping fertilize it. And then I don't want to trim it all up. So we'll probably always have a few cows or something because um, dogs aren't going to go and eat all that grass. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, we're also, one of the things, Avon Skin So Soft will help that. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've got a bunch of Young Living. I got something from Avon Perfecting Oil. I want to say my mom brought it down last time she came down. Um, but, yeah, one of the things that we're working on, we have a few different things in the fire right now that we're working with. Um, you know, a couple of things in our head that are percolating. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what all is going to happen. I'm excited for the journey with Dream Dogs, um, talking to a potential baby daddy, um, and excited to see how that goes. Um, I know Anjanette has her litter on the ground right now, so, you know, we're not talking for probably two years to have that, but you know what we're going to do if we're going to do, um, you know, place the puppies, the ones who would qualify service dogs as service dogs, if we're going to, uh, you know, keep them and train them up ourselves, I don't think I'm going to do that, um, or if we're going to find people who are interested in doing puppy raising who live kind of locally and we could do group classes and they can come to our group classes and stuff and we could work with them. Or if we just want to work with the owner trainers, you know, instead of worrying about puppy raisers. So let me know you guys' thoughts on that.
Um, I'm from Alabama and had horses and it worked great. That's, I'm excited. So I am allergic to horses, but I would live on medication if we got to have some. And I'm not allergic to camels though, because I was up visiting a friend who had camels and I was not allergic to her camels. So, uh, and I made sure I rubbed my face and everything. Whereas with the horses, even if I wash my hands afterwards, I have to get home and get a shower and take meds. Like I said, I'd still do it. Or look for a poodle horse, a poodle hyperallergenic horse. I don't even know if they make them, but it would be cool. Um, but yeah, uh, we have that. Um, she, Roma is still a, technically what I call a service puppy until she's about six months old. Um, she's technically illegally still a service dog in training. Um, Samantha says maybe you could work with placing service dogs with veterans or kids. I think that'd be neat, Samantha. I know we get a lot of people who call because they're not a veteran. And uh, we get a lot with psych and PTSD. And the only places that will work with them are veterans. Um, I'd also like to be able to do something like if, if fundraising wasn't an issue and we had the funds for it, I'd love to be able to provide equipment, um, dogs, vet bill coverage, you know, for people who have service dogs. You know, you get the, the different um, harnesses can be expensive, the capes, the vests, the leashes, the collars, you know, the training gear. It can all be expensive. Um, so, you know, I'd like to be able to do, do that stuff. One of the things we're going to do, too, with our puppies is we're going to have an online course for the people who get them. Um, so if the people in a package deal kind of thing. So like if they want to have the dog be a service dog, this is the package that they get. And it comes with the online course. It comes with some training because it's what we do. You know, like I want the dogs to be successful. Um, Terry, uh, and Jeanette says the breeder I paired with has a cow. <laughs> Uh, and Terry says, you need to get a curly Missouri Fox Trotter. They're hyperallergenic horses on a breeders. Thank you, Terry. You remind me of that because I'm going to look up a Missouri Fox Trotter and see what they look like. But that would be fantastic because, yeah, I swell up. It, it's terrible. I can't see. Like, my eyes are swelled shut. Um, Samantha gives me thumbs up. That's awesome. And there's actually a curly horse. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're kind of taking it easy right now. Uh, you know, we have a few dogs in. Uh, we have a few more coming in, so that's good. Um, this is actually Elvis's last week with us. He goes home on Sunday. So he has gotten so good since we've had him in here. This is my girl. So you know how kids get really obnoxious whenever they're tired because they don't want to go to sleep? That's what she was just doing. You know, with running into the closet and barking at, I don't know, a kitty or another dog in there. And now she just wants to go to sleep. Uh, and as I'm grooming her myself, so the lines are totally not even. But it's it's been fun, and she's super snuggly, and her coat is like velvet. Rich wasn't too sure, but uh, but he really likes her, and he loves the feel of her coat, so he'll just sit there and pet her. So it feels really good. And I figure she's going to be big soon, so she won't be able to get snuggles all the time. ZG Curlies. I'm going to open that up in a new tab so I can look at it later. Ha, 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 Perfect. So what are you guys doing with your service dogs this week? What prep are you taking for tomorrow? Because tonight, up the next town up from us, they're doing fireworks. And I kind of wanted to go to see the fireworks. I was going to take Roma and Gypsy and park a few blocks away in case we needed to leave. Um, what I like to do whenever they look at you like, holy crap, did you hear that? The sky is falling. I like to just laugh at them. Oh, no. How did you hear that? That's the funniest thing in the world. Um, possibly toss some food. If a dog is too stressed, they will not eat. 
So that's always a good judge of how stressed the dog is. If you give him food, will he eat it? Uh, and Jeanette says, love those snuggles as much as you can, right? Oh, gosh, with Luke, he used to like to snuggle. You're my human child. And uh, and he hit, I don't even know how old it was. It was preteen. And he just, he didn't want to do it anymore. And it's so sad when that happens. So uh, luckily we got to enjoy it whenever it did happen, though. But yeah, yeah, that's, this is nice. And, uh, and she fell asleep. So now we can go longer because I have a sleeping dog on me and I can't disturb her and move. Uh, gosh. She, uh, she's seen the cows. She's kind of seen the pigs, the goats, and the chickens, of course. But she hasn't gone face-to-face -face with them yet. Um, she's been really good at coming back when called. Now, a lot of dogs are good at coming back when called whenever they're young. So she's three months in like a week. Um, three months and two weeks, something like that. But she, uh, she hasn't gone up and met them face to face yet. So sometimes they're like, oh my, sometimes they're just like, whatever. Samantha says, we're going to my in-laws ranch far away from town. Uh, Jagger doesn't mind fireworks at all, but you never know that could change. Yeah. He's up for fireworks at Disney. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of times we're at Disney and they go, they'll like and shoot one off. And, um, you know, sometimes we have the service dogs and they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Of course, you know, uh, Magic Kingdom's one with the most fireworks. But uh, they don't do any of them at, um, at Animal Kingdom because the animal's there. So that's nice. Uh, Epcot, they have the laser show. I don't know if, how many fireworks they do. And then studios, they do have, you know, the Phantasmic has it and uh, the Star Wars laser show has it. So in January, we took Gypsy there. She was five months old um, to the Star Wars light show at night. And I had food and we were working on focus and she's just staring at me and there's fireworks going off behind her and she just, she didn't care. So that was really awesome. Um, and Jeanette says, I'll be separating Grace from the puppies tonight so they don't pick up her hate of fireworks. That is really smart, Anjanette. I really like that. Forward thinking. Good job. Um, Terry says, Bella hates thunder, so probably not fireworks. Maverick hates shotguns and fireworks and they sound like gunfire. But neither from Volt, um, because they want to be next to you. And then Sarah has a dog that jumps and tries to grab the fireworks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, our Siberian Husky Boo did not care for fireworks. She just start panting. Stress panting. But uh, no one else has really cared. You know, um, towards the end, Jedi, my German Shepherd, who who died last year, she, she'd start to just kind of pace. Nothing terrible. Nothing that I really encourage. But then whenever we were in Gainesville... We had a condo, and the neighbors that we had at the time would just set off fireworks right outside our window. Like, you have the whole condo area. Go set them off somewhere else. Don't do it in front of my house that has dogs in it. Um, yeah. Uh, we did the dessert fireworks at Magic Kingdom, Samantha says, and he slept the whole time. It was so quiet and unnoticeable that a cast member actually stepped on him, and he never moved because she cried. And she cried because she stepped on them. Oh, my gosh. We haven't done any of those things. Um, we want to do them. The dessert fireworks or there's something at Studios, too. They actually found out at Studios they have a Star Wars tour thing. So you hit, like, all the Star Wars things. You did the Star Wars. So I'm like, I kind of want to do the unofficial one of those where we hit all the Star Wars things in one day. Um, can't do it now. Not feeling great. And uh, it's too hot to be there in the daytime. But come winter. Winter's the good time to go. Um, Anjanette says she's savoring every last second with the most of, with most of the puppies. Good. The last week with most of them. Oh my gosh. That's going to be sad to see them go. I've been watching their, their videos whenever you go live. It's really cute. Um, 
Yeah, but Roma, her clippers came in. I'm trying a new nail grinder from um, Andis instead of Dremel. So I'll let you know what I think. I tried playing around with it yesterday, and so far I like the Dremel better. But I'm going to give it give it a few tries and see. Um, it has, like, little openings, and it's a grinder, not a emery board on a roll. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but we got that. We got her scissors. They even have curved scissors. So whenever I do her pom-pom in the top of her head, I don't have to angle, and it won't look like I angled. It'll just be curved when you cut it. I'm looking, I'm like, these could be hair shears, too. <laughs> but it was nice. Um, Gypsy has that one eyelash that's really, or I, um, fur piece is really long by her eye there. So I got that trimmed today. Not down to nothing, but I trimmed it every now and then, and it was nice having my scissors for it. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah, I like posting her. She's, you know, like I, I try to get the pictures where she doesn't look like she's unhappy because she just looks so serious. But, but she's a cutie. And uh, and it's nerve-wracking, guys, at first. We'll be at Disney July 22nd to the 28th. Oh, Samantha, you let me know. Message me and tell me because we, um, any excuse we have to go, we go. So tell me what park you're doing at what day, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, I don't meet up with just anybody. You know, sometimes people are like, oh, we're doing a meetup at Disney. No, I don't do meetups at Disney with weirdos. But I do them with my friends and my peoples. <laughs> I do meetups at Disney all the time. And then we're doing field trips as well with the clients that we work with. Um, so, Jamie, whenever it's ready, field trips. Uh, and that's where we'll meet up, you know, maybe in Ocala, um, Orlando, Tampa, around here. And, you know, work with the dogs out in public and see how they do. And that's, it'll be super fun. Um, you know, they learn so much with the other dogs. So, like, Gypsy went with Arrow, you know, a few times. And then working with her, working with her, working with her. And then whenever we started going out with other dogs, you know, when she was ready for that, she got to be the one to show these older dogs sometimes, you know, the ropes. And they do good with it. So, uh, so Albus got to go with uh, Roma to Disney. Uh, when we did uh, Walmart, she went on her own, uh, you know, and that worked. Um, tomorrow we have a few evals. I don't know what all's open tomorrow. Um, Thursday, I'm hoping that we can get an outing in Friday and Saturday because uh, just looking at the schedule, you know, we try to get things planned, even if I'm just going up to the farmer's market or we just decide to stop in at Tractor Supply. You know, it works. Yeah, yeah, it's super neat. Um, you know, we've got Walmart in town. We've got a few restaurants. We've got all the stores up in Brownwood, Ocala. Like, we need to go to Sam's Club. Well, maybe that's what we'll do on Thursday. I know we need to go to Sam's Club. So, uh, you know, I'm, I plan on bringing her with us whenever we go. Um, and then Rich can concentrate on getting everything, and I can concentrate on working her. Uh, and so far, everybody's known she's a poodle. Nobody's thought that she's been a doodle which surprised me. I figured I'd get the, is that a doodle? Because I'd get that from Gypsy. Is that a doodle? I'm like, nope, she's a golden. Um, Samantha says we're beginning our next pup to start service dog training next year. Definitely want to work with y'all on that training. Good, 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 good. Do you know what type of pup you're getting? I know you were debating a couple different breeds there. Um, but yeah, we need to uh, to get this little girl out a little bit more. Just because I've been a little... And then I was talking to uh, to somebody today who was out here, and I said, we have a wheelchair, and I want to, you know, when we do mobility dogs, I like to train them with the wheelchair as well, just in case something happens, and, you know, maybe you have surgery or something, and you end up in a wheelchair for, you know, a couple weeks or for life. 
I didn't want the dog to know how to act around a wheelchair. And uh, I just, I haven't got the, uh, brought him out anywhere in a wheelchair. Cause you know, a lot of people are starting to know us, know us, know the dogs. And I can just see, you know, I'm in a wheelchair and I stand up to go get something and they'll be like, she's a faker. No, I'm training up a service dog. So we're joking. We're going to get an in-training sign for the back of the wheelchair. So people know that, you know, I'm working with the dogs. They're in training to learn how to work with the wheelchair. Another German shepherd who's <laughs> six foot two, uh, but he says, no poodles. That's what mine was saying. Yeah. You see what we got though. <laughs> but no, no, that's good. Um, do you know your breeder that you're going to go with? If, uh, let me know um, if you can message it to me because uh, it's good to have. I have like a list of breeders that, um, that I like that I've seen the dogs from um, that people have gotten. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have that. But then after I got her on Puppy Fine, I'm kind of like, maybe we don't have to be as strict as I thought we were, um, you know, with it. Because a lot of dogs have the potential. Uh, not only about half of them make it for the programs, but part of that is, you know, the puppy raisers, we met up with some puppy raisers up in Gainesville, and they really didn't know what they were doing. And uh Dermal House Kennels here in Texas. Nice. Oh, good. And it's a local one for you. That's good. Well, state one, Texas, it's all local. Uh, but yeah, we, um, the puppy raisers, they're letting the dogs greet. The dogs are, and you know, like at the end of the leash, jumping up on everybody. And that's not what I would want in our program is I do not want crazy dogs. So we have to hide the post. Yep. Yep. Terry posted. Uh, you know, so if, if we do puppy raisers, you know, they need to, to be doing this stuff. You know, I remember whenever Luke was in elementary school, they had, uh, what was it? A carnival every year. So we went and one time they had a, uh, a puppy there, you know, service puppy type of thing. Um, and the dog was just so obnoxious. And like, that always seems to be what happens. Whereas, you know, here I have a dog for five days and I have her at Disney and she's doing fantastic. You know, uh, about eight hours away, but two hours from my mom. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know, so a lot of it, why we have a higher success rate is we raise them from the get-go that you're going to be a service dog. Um, we are open with our tools that we could use. <laughs> We're open with how we can train things. I don't have to wait for her to down, you know, with the food lure and if she doesn't down with the food lure, she fails. And I've heard that happen before. Uh, you know, it. Uh, you, you need to to be open-minded if you're going to do service dog stuff. I actually got a bunch of hate from people because she was wearing a prong collar that wasn't, oh, my God, tight on her and as high up on her neck as we can get her. And it was as high up on her neck as I was going to put it. But it's going to fall down a little bit, too, because I don't want it ticking into my dog. And instead of having love from people because, you know, hey, you're using a prong collar. Good job. Um, I got two negative one-star reviews on our Facebook page. So I shut off reviews. Like, people, come on now. Uh, Samantha says she starts training all kinds of stuff with her pups starting around four weeks old. And her videos are on Facebook if you want to check them out. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, if you can message that to me so I don't have to go back and find it, <laughs> I'd like to check her out. Uh, we always have people who are looking for dogs. And it's hard whenever <sighs> there's a lot of cruddy breeders, you know, out there. And uh, the more we do this, the more we work with people, the more we know, like, okay, this is a good breeder that I'd recommend, and this is a breeder that we're staying clear of. 
And of course, there's never enough dogs available, um, you know, from the good breeders. So we uh, thank you, Samantha. So, you know, having, having more than what we anticipated is always good. Uh, yeah, she's still losing away. Uh, Carolyn tried a micropong on Romeo this week and he did great. That's fantastic. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, because he was on a head halter, wasn't he, Carolyn? And Nicole said she loves Rio's brood. I actually have her name on my list <laughs> for Rio there because I remember you saying who it was. So I wrote it down at the time. And then not every breeder has a really nice website. In fact, a lot of the breeders, like Gypsy's Breeder, has this old website. I'm like, really? Ah! You know, like I pride myself. I take care of the Dream Canine website. I take care of the How to Train Your Service Dog site. Like, those are mine. So I'll sometimes get people who are like, I like your website. I'm like, thank you. That's mine. Like, I didn't pay somebody to do that. Like, I did that. Um, so, you know, I think, like, I need to have a nice website. And then you get some of these breeders and the sites look like they're from the 90s. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, yes, Nicole, please do. Um, please give me the name of the owner of his sire for the fabulous male poodle. Because in a couple of years, we'll be looking for a male poodle. Because uh, I'm going to need the height and the girls will be being bred. Um, so whenever they're being bred and Arrow's going to be getting older, he doesn't get younger. So we figure in a couple of years, I'm going to need to to get another male. And... Uh, then I don't have to worry about anything and we'll keep him intact and him and Roma can have babies. Uh, Jeff Hodges says, I want to thank you for the advice you've given us. Thank you, Jeff. I'm glad that you tuned in. Um, and Nicole says she does her own website. Yeah. I'm too much of a control freak to let anyone else do it and say, Hey, can you make this change and this change and this change and don't do this and do this. So, uh, so yeah, I just, I do it. This hour 60 pounds and 26 inches tall. That's nice. Yeah, she's still under 20 pounds. Gypsy, the little chunk amongst 55 pounds. I'm like, dude, you can't be 55 pounds and 21 inches tall. Like, that's just weird. Stop it. Grow. And she just looks at me like, food? The mom's 43 pounds and 23 inches tall. Nice. That's good. That's one of the things we love about Arrow is his physique, too. I love his smooth coat, but, um, you know, like that body shape and everything. Like, it's an a He's not too long. He's not too squatty. He, you know, he's perfect. Except he's, you know, Malinois. We got one of Roma's, her mom's sisters, I think a service dog. One of them in her litter went off to be a therapy dog. I think they have a few more therapy dogs in there. Uh, and a lot of times the breeders don't know the difference between service and therapy dogs. Um, sometimes they do. Um, you know, as long as you get service and or therapy, you know, that to me is better than, you know, he had a confirmation championship. So gypsies, both lines, like she comes from show lines. So everyone there had confirmation titles, which is great. But, uh, you know, I'm breeding for something a little different. I'm working for something a little different. I wanted that because, you know, I wanted to start out with really good, um, you know, for our program and for myself. But like I said, then she didn't hit the height. Uh, after how much I brushed off all my mouth yesterday, I'll take grooming a poodle any day. So Era has a smooth coat. It's similar to like a Weimaraner or Doberman. My German Shepherd though had a normal German Shepherd coat. And yeah, you could brush her all day and you're still getting hair off of her. That's why we need to go with another German Shepherd. 
Gypsy's pretty easy. You know, I'll, I'll brush her out and she's fine. She loves it. And I don't have to feel like I'm brushing and brushing and brushing and brushing. Because we don't want to do that. Well, you do if you have to. I even, I brought my German Shepherd to a groomer once. What? <laughs> I'm like, here. She's blowing coat. They brought, I got her back damp, you know, pretty wet still. And uh, still like hair coming off in your hand if you just touched her. Not just pet her, just touched her. And they're like, yeah, we couldn't get everything off. So this is what you get back. <laughs> I'm like, oh, last time I used you guys as a groomer. <coughs> Uh, Terry asked if I've had Roma on stairs yet. Going up is more challenging for Goose. Actually, so we're on our ranch and we have one step from the dog room into the rest of the house. That's it, one step. But when we were at Disney, they had a big cement staircase and studios um, down by the big lake with the um, Loch Ness Monster thing in it. So I'm like, ooh, stairs. So we went down the stairs and she did fine. We went up and down again and she did good. So anytime I see stairs when I'm out, we go for it. Uh, we actually, one of the videos we need to do for the online course is how to do elevators. And I actually remembered there's two elevators near here, uh, one downtown Bushnell and one up in Wildwood. So I want to go to one of them and just work on the elevator stuff. You know, videotape like this is how you get a dog used to being in an elevator. This is what they should do when they're in an elevator. Uh, you know, and if your dog flattens, this is what you can do to help them through that because sometimes they do flatten. Um, Samantha says she brushed Jagger yesterday, made a whole new German Shepherd with that fur. Thank goodness I can actually vacuum him. Um, I do that before and after brushing. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Hi. As Rich tells me, I groom uh, Roma here too much, but I need to stop clipping her every day. <laughs> like it's been almost a week since I clipped her. I think I'm doing really good. And I wanted where um, her her cape, her service dog cape hit. I didn't want it there to be long fur there. So we have a clip guard on and, and I did her and now it's just the legs and I kind of want to, like I said, I want to give her her little pom-pom feet, but we haven't done that yet. Pom-poms and feathers. Jamie says she took Valkyrie, Valkyrie to the office building she used to work in and, and took the elevator. She was totally on phase. That is fantastic. Good. I'm glad, 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 glad. So I was trying to think at Disney. The only ones I could think of at Disney for elevators are the parking lot, the parking garage at um, Disney Springs, which used to be downtown Disney. Nicole says, I usually clip every three to four weeks. I figure I'll, I'll soon be at the whole like, yeah, I'll wait three or four weeks. But like, I'm noticing her muzzles getting a little fuzzy and I'm like, it looks cuter clipped. Then I'm like, do I really want to try to clip that or do I want to take a rent for her first face clipping without her breeder groomer? I really don't know what I'm doing with that. And then I watched, um, Terry, I'm trying to find the videos that you had recommended that on Muddy Creek and those VHS or DVDs because I don't have a VHS player and it looked like it was VHS stuff. And I tried to find it on what it said, if it was VHS or DVD and I couldn't find. So I've been looking at YouTube videos. <laughs> My favorite groomer uh, is a girl in Texas. She's been fun. And then the cut that I want, there's a groomer one doing the the bikini clown pom-pom or miami cut so um it's a modified kennel clip with the little pom-poms on the feet and on the tail so uh so i'm like okay so i'm going through i'm actually writing down notes on what blades and everything to use and how to go about doing it dvd perfect that's what i need so i was thinking of that the other day i was going to order it and i'm like wait a minute here <laughs> but you just need to come and visit and bring it so we could watch it take notes 
Hi, Ru. Ru sticks out his tongue. Yeah, just stick your tongue out. She's waking up, but she's just watching her now. And you know what happens when puppies wake up, guys? They have to go outside and potty. So, um, so yeah, for her second week with us here, uh, we're still we're still working on the stuff. You know, oh, I did start her. One of her things is going to be brace, which is where she I tell her brace and she solids up. She stands square, and I can put some pressure on her shoulder blades, and she kind of arches back against the pressure. Uh, and it's if you're on the ground and you need help getting up, if you're sitting and you need help standing up type of thing. Uh, it's one thing that even Gypsy, like I'm working on that with her as well, even though she's a shorty. And Erin uh, knows it very well. So we're working on that with her. Now, I don't put any weight on them until they're older, but it just teaches them just that very, very, very light amount of pressure. You can't even really call it pressure, like my hand resting on them. Um, just so they learn to to, you know, the position that I want, you know, so a lot of times with the mobility, you can't do it until they're 18 to 24 months old and they get x-rayed from the orthopedic vet saying that their hips are closed and they've been cleared for mobility, but you don't start them at 18 to 24 months. You start them earlier. You just don't put weight on them until they get that clearance. Uh, so eventually you'll be able to put hand on shoulder, possibly hand on hip and, and use that to help balance you uh, as needed. And then harness-wise, you know, she's still in her little service dog, um, Kate. Gypsy is too. I can actually order Gypsy her next one up. But um, I haven't done that yet because I've been putting it off. I'm going to look. Um, when Sasha was in, Sasha the little um, front, uh, Boston Terrier, not Frenchie, little Boston, she had her chest strap had a little in-training on it, and it was like a leash sleeve, and it was really, really super cute. So I'd kind of like to get something like that for Roma. I have one out in the car, so I'm going to put it on her vest next time we go out and see how it looks together. And if I like it, maybe get one that has her Instagram handle on it. <laughs> so why not? It'll be good for when we do pictures. Um, or maybe just say in training, or maybe say uh, dream <coughs> Say dream dogs in training. So either way... You know, we need to first try it out and see how it works with what she has, um, because I do very much so like my uh, my service dog in training um, capes is what they're called uh, for the puppies. It's very clear that they're service dogs in training, and that makes it much, much easier. Oh, and I know what else I want to talk to you guys about. So we've had some people come out um, for evals, and so I wanted to talk to you about our eval process and what it is that we look for. Um, eval process is if your dog comes out and goes after one of my dogs or goes after me or Rich or Luke or um, is growling or barking and not like I see another dog bark, bark, but like I'm going to kill that other dog, bark, bark. Um, that's going to be a little different story. So what we do is we want to look, look at your dog, get the baseline personality of your dog, your baseline temperament of your dog. And I can do this within just a few seconds because I've done it with a lot of dogs. Um, so, you know, we just, we want to get a feel for the dog. Uh, you know, people are happy to show me sometimes what it is that they're, Oh, thank you, Terry. I just got your text. Um, sometimes people show me what they've been working on with their dog. Um, sometimes the dog's way too distracted to do it and to pay any attention whatsoever. So either way is fine. You could have taken your dog to every course that your trainer was offering and our stuff's still going to be a little bit different. 
So, uh, and usually I can tell, you know, is the dog paying attention? How are they walking in? You know, what type of equipment are you using? How's your dog responding to it? You know, so I get a lot from just that first, you park the car and you walk up with your dog and then you sit there and what's your dog do? Uh, and like I said, I'm looking for the big red flags. Is there aggression? People, dog, leash, fence. Is your dog super hyper-focused on my chickens and goats or my dogs or the squirrels or the birds? Uh, is your dog good with us? Is your dog good with our dogs? Um, is your dog fearful? Is your dog cowering behind you peeing? That's not a good sign. Is your dog just cowering behind you? Um, is your dog flinchy if we move towards your dog? You know, like those aren't good signs. However, is your dog happy? Is your dog a happy-go-lucky, nah, guys, what you doing? Like, that's fine. Um, if your dog wants to go sniff and explore, like, it's the ranch. We kind of expect the dog to want to go sniff and explore. If they want to just hang out and lie down underneath you, bonus points. Uh, you know, is the dog going to listen to you? If the dog doesn't listen to you, like, that's where training comes in. I'm not going to say, well, your dog didn't sit when you told him to sit. Your dog's not going to be a service dog. Because I cannot adjust everything in the dog. Okay, so think of it as a continuum, right? Uh, like a bar, a, a line. And you, you can make some wiggle room, but I can't take a dog who's fearful, nervous, peeing himself, growling at me, um, barking at Rich, you know, peeing, hiding, quivering, shaking mass, and turn that dog into a, a good service dog for anybody. Um, sometimes... You know, you want to do the best. You know, you want to try to help them out and say, well, you know, you're telling me the dog's totally different when he's working. Let's see how that goes. Um, but that that's pretty much what we look for. And the other thing we're going to look for for our evals, our discovery sessions, is are we going to get along? And that's usually the big thing. And that's for pets or for service dogs. Are we going to get along with each other? Are you arguing with everything that I'm telling you? Uh, are you not wanting to listen to us? Um, are you going to be somebody who does the work? Because our program isn't, um, it's not, here's a dog, have fun. It's not a robot. Heck, even robots need tune-ups, you know? It, it's one where we work intimately together, you know? Like, we talk about disabilities. We talk about issues that we're having, medical issues. Uh, because you guys share with me, I share with you right back you know, on what I'm going through in my personal life. So you don't feel like it's a one-sided conversation, a one-sided relationship. Uh, it can't be. We, we're family, you know, whenever it's all said and done. Um, you can either be born into family or you kind of choose your own family. And we end up with the, the service dogs and the dogs and the dog trainers and the clients. And, you know, that kind of becomes your family. So we, uh, you know, we'll do that. We do, uh, you know, just, just the basic, how's the dog? Now, if I have somebody who's like, my dog's already gone through all the training, well, we have an eval form on the back that we'll check off, and it's basically a modified canine good citizen test. So it's the CGC with, you know, some food stuff and, uh, you know, some other service dogable stuff in there. But usually I don't need to do that because the dogs, you know, they're not at that point yet. You know, when you bring me a puppy, even a, anywhere from an eight-week-old puppy to, say, a six-month-old puppy or a 10-month-old puppy. Like, there's still training that's involved. And what we tell people is you need, this is from IAADP.org, International Association of Assistance Dog Partners, you need to have 120 hours of training over the past six months. 
Your dog needs to pass this public access test and be task trained. That's their requirements. And you know what? Those are really good requirements to have. So let's take those. Uh, you know, I talked to somebody today who said that they talked to a trainer and in 10 short hour long sessions, her dog would be a service dog and pass their service dog course. She said that didn't sound like that was enough time to train up a service dog. And I love that because I'm like, it's not enough time to train up a service dog. Uh, you know, 10 hours is not 120 hours. And not that we're going to be working together for 120 hours, but we might. I mean, that five-week boot camp, what's five times? Well, let me get my phone. I've got a puppy on me, so I could only move so much. Lie down. Lie down. Um, and not that they work 24-7 while they're with us, but five times seven is 35 times 24 hours is 840 hours. <laughs> but go back to that 35. Say we work your dog for two hours a day. That's 70 hours right there that we can get done in, in five weeks. Now, we can't work the dog two hours a day, every day, and expect your dog to still remain sane. Your dog's head would explode. And then it gets very messy to clean up. So we don't like to do that. Um, you know, they get some downtime, you know, where we're not asking them to do too much. You know, if we know we're going to Disney tonight, we're not going to Disney tonight, but say we're going to Disney tonight. I'm going to make it kind of be an easy day. And then I'm going to know tomorrow is going to kind of be an easy day. Easy as in we're not going to be pushing you, pushing you, pushing you to do new stuff. Um, easy as in we're going to maybe let you just review what it is that you've learned. So you're not overwhelmed when you get to Disney and shut down. We don't want that to happen. At all, we don't want that to happen. Uh, we actually, when Willow was in, we had Gypsy and Willow, and we were going up to the farmer's market um, on a Friday, and then we're going to go to Disney that night. So we did not take Willow up to the farmer's market. We took another dog to the farmer's market. So whenever we went to Disney, Willow could come with us. Willow and Gypsy could come with us because I knew that the girls needed their beauty sleep. Because they're a couple of beautiful goldens, and they needed that beauty sleep. But, you know, it's, it's not a lot of people think that whenever they come out here, I'm going to tell them, like, your dog would be good for a service dog. And I tell you what, guys, if I see red flags, I'll let you know I see red flags, right? But, but you know, you still might want to decide to work. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you you should. I can tell you you might want to get another dog. Um, but if I tell you, and, and say your dog doesn't have these red flags, your dog's like normal, right? Happy-go-lucky. I can tell you your dog will be a service dog or your dog won't be a service dog. And no matter what it is, I'm going to be right. You can tell your dog the same thing. I can tell uh, Rama here, you know, Rama, you're going to be a service dog, right? If I follow through with that and I have that attitude, I have that outlook, chances are very high she's going to be a service dog. If I don't, if I'm like, oh, you're never going to be a service dog, why bother? Why bother doing training? Why bother doing any of this? I'm just going to, I can't do it. I can't handle it. She's not going to be a service dog. You know, so a lot of it, guys, it's, it's uh, do or do not, there is no try, right? That's the Yoda one. And it's the same thing with the dogs. We need to have that mindset from the get-go. And it doesn't matter what it is. My puppy, I want him to be the best puppy ever. My service dog, I want him to be the best service dog ever. Uh, I tell you about how Zoe failed out because of her health, how Jedi failed out because of her temperament, um, how Rude didn't do it because he'd rather herd cows. Like, there's things like that that appear, um, but there's also, you know, like I can start them from the get-go and know that like this is your life. You know, if you wait too long and you start it then, it's a lot harder because the dog's like, I don't want to get off the couch. 
couch is really comfy. I like being on the couch. And you're like, no, you've got to come down with me. And no, I don't. I'm going to be on the couch in the air conditioning. Thank you. So, you know, I do like to start them young, younger the better. Uh, and sometimes puppies have aggression issues. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they have fear, nervous behaviors. Um, and because when we got Roma, Roma's not the same as Gypsy, right? Gypsy's a happy-go-lucky golden. She loves everybody and every dog. Roma isn't. She's a little more standoffish. She's a poodle, right? She's not a golden retriever. So, you know, I was like, well, she's not going up to everybody saying, hey, will you be my friend? That's okay. That's not what I want anyway. So, you know, we did a video you can look back on, on the Dream Dogs one here, on, uh, on her first Walmart visit. And, uh, you know, how she did. Aww. But she did good. She's going to continue to do good. And uh, possibly come to conference. I don't know which dog I'm going to bring to conference in September. We got a uh, pet-friendly room, so I actually might bring both the girls and swap them out. But I don't know. I don't know if that's what we're going to do or not, or if I'm going to bring Arrow in one of them or Arrow in both of them. It all depends. But uh, it's going to be me and Rich and Luke and one or two service dog in trainings. <laughs> Maybe a service dog. It depends on how I'm doing at the time, too. And how Arrow recovers from his neuter. But um, Rich just pulled in. He has um, pig food. We send the pigs and the steer to the butcher on Sunday. So he had to get enough pig food to last him till Sunday. And a little girl here is waking up. So I know I'm going to have to get her outside. What do you do whenever your dog wakes up from a nap? Take him outside right away to potty him. So I'm going to get her outside to potty her. Um, so she doesn't have any accidents in the house. She has been really good about it. And her little accidents are like little pee spots. They're not like I just dumped a two liter. They're like, you know, little pee spots. Uh, so we're going to, uh, you know, get her outside so she can potty. Uh, like, so we're teaching her to go potty means get her done. And, uh, it's nice when we, when we had her at Disney, she didn't go potty at all. She went potty before we left and she went potty after we came home. Now I want her to be able to go potty away from the house as well. When we had her at Walmart, she didn't want to go potty on the way in. We came back out afterwards and she peed a little bit. I let her drink a whole bunch of water so she'd pee. So she did good. Um, and, you know, that's always a good start. It's hard whenever your dog won't stop having accidents everywhere. That's never good. Uh, but, yeah, so tomorrow's the 4th, so take it easy. Have, make sure that your dog is not able to escape tomorrow. Make sure your dog is on leash tomorrow. Make sure your dog is on leash tonight if you take your dog out. Um, you don't want any early firework people to, uh, to spook your dog. Uh, oils are going to be diffusing in our house. We also picked up some of the rescue remedy. I have a thunder shirt. Um, I have an ace bandage that I do for that if I need to. Oh, Nicole have been working on that with Rio. He's finally starting to go more away from home. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some dogs come who, you know, they don't want to potty outside of the house area. And I'm like, Ooh, that's not going to be good. They need to be able to potty away from home. Because what if you go on a trip? <laughs> you know, even not service dogs, even pet dogs, which we'll just call not service dogs from here on out. You know, we want that. Um, so that's good. I'm glad that you're working on that, Nicole. That and then pottying while the dog's wearing a leash is one that not everybody does. And I'm like, you need to. Ha ha. 
You're welcome, Carolyn. I cannot wait to meet Romeo in a couple weeks. I'm really counting down the, the days I have you on my calendar. Um, looking forward to it. Romeo's coming in for, for training, and he's another standard poodle. Another standard poodle. So he'll make poodle friends with Roma here, and we'll have fun with them. Uh, but yeah. You need, to, uh, you need to work with your dog, but you need to start and get the best dog you can. And if you get a poodle, have fun with the grooming. <laughs> uh, Nicole says, and on multiple surfaces, I've got two boarding trains right now that don't want to potty on mulch. They have bladders of steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the different surfaces, um, you know, you do. You, you need that uh, for sure. Uh, we were in Sarasota years ago, and there was sidewalk, and there was road, but there was no grass for the dog to potty. So this was with the uh, Siberian Husky that I had, my first one, Boo. And she knew whenever she'd, like, get into poop position, like, I could stick a flattened bag, like a plastic, you know, like, say, Walmart-type bag or grocery-type bag, underneath, and she'd poop right into there. And I could just tie it off. And it was so nice. And I tried that with Arrow, and he's like, why are you doing it? Are you trying to steal my poo? So I haven't been able to do it with him. I haven't tried it with Gypsy. Um, but I, I just did that. So she would just poo right into that bag. I didn't have to reach in and pick it up afterwards. She just pooped right into the bag for me. Now, I couldn't do one of those little glove ones. I needed one of the bigger ones, you know, bigger target. But uh, that came in handy whenever we were in Sarasota because she's like, there's no grass here. There's no mulch here. I'm like, that's okay. You can still go. She goes, okay. And she did. So that's something that not everybody does. So thank you very much, Nicole, for reminding me and for working on that with them. Um, like I said, it is difficult whenever they they haven't been exposed to it and they don't want to do it. Um, like these little grass seeds everywhere. I've been picking them out of dog fur all day. And I feel it. I'm like, oh, what is that? I hope it's nothing bad. It's just grass seed constantly. Which is good, I guess, that it's nothing bad. But you don't want that. But yeah, we, uh, there we go. Got another one. Yay. Chicago can be challenging to find grass or mulch at times. Yeah. 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 Luckily at the ranch here, it's, it, we can find grass and not really mulch, but grass or sand or um, actually Roma's been potting a little bit on the, we got sun and she pees on the papers, uh, you know, in the brick for the um, patio. Like at least it's outside. You know, like, I can't complain too much. She made it outside, so I'm going to count that as a win. <laughs> but it is good for them to realize that it, it doesn't matter, that they've got this. All right, you got this? Little puppy dog. Get a, get a puppy dog. And she has little feet. Do you see how little her feet are? Look at this. That's her back foot. Look how little her foot is. And everyone would see Gypsy and she had these giant feet. They're like, look, she's going to be huge. She's going to be enormous. She's 21 inches tall and 55 pounds. So hopefully Roma's little tiny feet here will uh, grow up into a big dog, a tall dog. That would be very nice. But it's one of the, the guesses you take whenever you're doing owner training too, guys, is you don't know what the dog's going to develop into. So I feel bad that Gypsy... Stayed to shorty, you know, it would have been nice if she would have hit at least 24, which would have been tall for a female, and I should have realized that, but I didn't. Uh, 
And I think I was just with everything else. I didn't need a mobility dog as much. And that's where two things change. So I might not have needed a mobility dog as much last year this time. But um, my other knee's gotten bad. Poodles have a lot of leg. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, you know, I've had my one knee. Uh, my left knee has been bad since I was, I want to say 11 or 12. I was playing basketball. And a, a girl slammed into me up in Connecticut. And my knee kept on like this one. And uh, I couldn't walk for a while. Uh, it's a floating patella, luxating patella. It's kind of like what dogs get when their kneecap pops out all the time. My knee does that. So I've done braces and different braces and different braces. Um, I've been in PE and my knee goes out. So instead of that PE, we've had pools, you know, growing up in our middle schools and our high schools and stuff. So they just swapped me over to whoever was doing swim. So I just, I just, and kick my legs and, and, you know, work it that way. I've been on crutches because of it. Um, you know, it's, it's been hard. Well, my other knee's starting to act up now too. And part of it might be overcompensating. And part of it might be because I had two brown dogs slammed into my knee a month or so ago, and they both went the wrong way. But, uh, you know, that, you know, having firm mobility is getting, higher on the scale of, of things that I need. And that happens with you guys too. I know it does where you get a dog for one thing and you're like, I need this other thing too. And it happens. And that's you know, where it's good too to get an all purpose type dog that you can cross train for different things instead of just, you know, I'm just going to do this with her and why we keep adding things to what it is that the dogs do, adding things to their repertoire of um, tasks that they learn, skills that they know, is because it's going to come in handy if you do need that, which is why we train the dog to, uh, you know, be okay around a wheelchair because what happens? You got room. Thank you. So I want to show you guys something. This came in the mail yesterday. This is uh, from BarkBox. We gave it to Gypsy and Arrow stole it. And he was going to get neutered, so we kind of let him steal it. But it's a little camera for their prom box. And there's another toy inside of here. So they're kind of working on getting that out. They've only got a few holes made so far. Well, not a few. Yeah, well, two holes made so far. So uh, Rue keeps bringing it to me. But that's that's one day, guys. Gross, filthy, and disgusting. And it was so cute. And we have two more. So we try to do about one a week. <laughs> Get one toy a week, one new toy. And they have the old toys. And I don't want to go up to the stronger chewer ones yet because they're so cute the plushies and they do enjoy destroying them um and for 21 dollars we got the two bags of treats we got three plushy toys and we got a chewy and arrow gets the chewy because you know he just had his balls cut off so uh you got to make him some accommodations there but i'm gonna go see how he's doing i'm gonna put her outside the potty if you guys have any comments questions type them in now because we're wrapping things up How old, um, Nicole, if you're still on, how old is Rio now? I think it's like 10 months, right? Because I'd be interested in knowing when he had his big growth spurt to get him to the height that he is. This is why I'm asking. And if not, I'll try to remember to message you and ask you. <laughs> try to remember, like, that's going to happen. And the inside of her ear is fuzzy here, too. It needs grooming, like, on the flap of her ear. But that's okay. That's what I get to play with maybe tomorrow. Well, no, tomorrow we have, we have some stuff going down tomorrow. So, oh, and our new podcast is up. 
It's on fundraising with your service dog. So go to where fine podcasts are listened to and search for um, how to train your service dog with dream dogs and subscribe, subscribe to us there. I'm um, go on Facebook on our group, search for how to train your service dog group and uh, join that as well. I love to have people on there. We have some really good discussions, really good conversation going on and uh, you know, service dog wise and just dog wise. I do like German Shepherds for the size. I'm only 5'2", so I'm short. <laughs> yeah, I'm 6'2", so that's I've got. I like getting, like, the Great Danes. We had the Newfoundland, Newfoundland in, and I like that size. I have that big of a dog in with me. So, um, so I'm hoping poodles work out good. I'm hoping. Here's hoping. I hope you guys have a great 4th of July. Have super fun. And I will be back next Tuesday night at 5.30 for our webinar. Until then, check us out on our podcast. Like I said, you can learn fundraising for your service dog. With the latest one, we also have like dining out with your service dog, how to do Disney, access issues, all the good stuff that people want to know about with service dogs. Um, and we have some guest speakers coming up as well. So that'll be super fun. So, uh, so I will talk to you guys. Oh, Carolyn, I've been using Bill Jack frozen dog food as training treats. Work awesome because they're soft and small. Seven dollars a pound. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, the Zooks are about nine dollars a pound. So yay, yay for Bill Jack. My cousin has standard poodles and they're pretty tall. As I'm hoping for Samantha, I'm really hoping. I, I want that height. I need that height. Go height, go. So, and you know, should have gotten him a male to make sure I got the height, but um males can't pop out puppies so we kind of wanted a dog that we could use for our breeding program as well so it's a twofer work for me and breeding program to help other people out and make service dog babies so uh so okay then i will see you guys next week unless you hear me first on our um on our podcast how to train your service dog bye guys thank you samantha